Welcome to the OTL podcast. The regular season, I think they call it an American sport, has has ended, uh, and our first post-season match uh, is on Tuesday. So here to speak to me about it, I've got returning to the podcast, uh, Colin Campbell. Colin, how are you? I'm very well. Yes, uh, looking forward to hearing your wonderful commentary again. <laughs> I'm a busy boy with a headset this this weekend, uh, and I've got, well, I've got I've got I've got a former teacher and a, a current teacher, so uh, I better be on my best behaviour. Got Sean Smith with me as well. Hi, Sean. How are you? Hi, Colin. I'm good, thank you. Um, excited and nervous for Tuesday, but yeah, um, overall, I'm I'm doing good, thank you. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Is it second place for the second year in a row? What do you make of it, Sean? Is it is that? that I mean, the last podcast I was ahead of the Cove game, so obviously the late goal there was disappointing. But but what do you, is is that a good result in the season for us? Yeah. Well, I think it's been a great season. Um, you know, there's a lot of comparisons between that have been made between this team and the the O three O four team. You know, because obviously what well, they've won this league and got a similar points total. And certainly, I would say probably it's been the best season since then. Um, yeah, it's been great. Um, played some brilliant football, scored some cracking goals, as we saw in the, the, the goal of the season list, and there was actually loads that were left off it, which which shows you how shows you how many impressive goals we've scored. Um, we've we've won loads at home, which we um, which we normally don't do. Um, you know, it's a bit of a sort of running joke that that, that the never won at home. So we've actually turned that around, and you turn up and expect to win at home, which is which is great. And um, you know, if we can bookend this season with, with beating Marwell and getting promoted, then I think that would be that'd be ideal. There'd be nothing better than that, really. But there is that potential that you know all this all this great football and the results could could potentially be for nothing if we don't get promoted. So that would really be a really be a disheartening way to, to end this season. So so fingers fingers crossed we do it. Fingers crossed we we, we get over the line. What about you, Colin? I had to, we were talking briefly before we started about the the boys' brigade. I had a boys' brigade captain who used to say second place was first loser. Uh, what, what, are you happy with a, a second place result for the team? Uh, well, I think this season's second place has been top notch stuff. I mean, disappointed obviously. We just never were able to catch Cove. I think they probably had a a grinding element that, that we didn't, but I probably would rather have the entertainment that was provided by Easton and Frizzell uh, compared to, well, Fraser Five is a great player, certainly, but th- there's a kind of hard edge about them that perhaps uh, we didn't have in some of the games. I mean, never beat them. Yeah. Um, so disappointing, yes. But um, uh, when Sean said there about the 2003-04 season, I do we look back at it, and we've actually got more points, more goals, and the team has lasted the whole season, if you know what I mean. In the, the 04 season, it was when Coyle and Lovering uh, and Wally McLaren came in halfway through the season. So we had a terrible first half, but a great second half, whereas this has been really good, uh, apart from the failure to beat Cove. Yeah, we can go 
kind of out of order from from what I'd sent you in advance. So it's interesting to look at that 0304 team. To my mind, was actually quite expensively put together. Like we were at Morton at that time had a bit of money and they had big crowds and stuff too. Uh, but I mean, we had I think about with Matt Roberts, Owen Coyle, uh, Jerome Verai, Dossers. Like you had loads of forward options. Then we discovered Willie McLaren. You had Alan Gow who'd come across. Alan Gow. Uh, in the, yeah, in the package with the uh, with. Clyde I look Bryant, back at it, and the only one, the only one that I, I laughed a wee bit about was Billy Wilson. Yeah, who played right back. But I mean, the others are all getting thirty-nine games, forty games. Um, so that, that did be, take me by surprise. Um, that how how much money must have gone into that yeah. that side uh, compared perhaps to this side? Yeah, at different times. I mean, it was um, a while ago. I think. Probably Scottish football has, has suffered a bit and we've had COVID um, recently as well. So uh, I'm sure we had a, a bigger budget then. What I wanted to talk about, what was your combined team? Um, I'll let you guys go first. Uh, but but Sean, what, what do you think? Who would you who would you be picking out of? Well, who's your starting 11 if I, if I give you both squads? Um, well, I thought the... Um... I thought the midfield was was um, was quite difficult, but um, the the team I've put together got uh, Mark McGoon in goals, uh, Craig Watson at right back, rather than the the aforementioned uh, Willie Wilson um, or Kevin Christie as a as a second option. Yeah. <laughs> then at the back, I've got uh, Callum Fordyce, um, put Stephen Dockery in beside him as well. I know he sometimes played as a midfielder, but I thought he had to be included. Then I went for Paul Lovren at left back. Uh, defensive midfield uh, Marvin Wilson then I've got Easton McCabe and Willie McLaren and Gowan Coyle up front It's not a bad side is it? Uh, Colin what about you? Do you be sure similar? Yeah well it'd have to be Owen Coyle up front um, I don't think there's much to it about that he's the man that turned the season Easton's got to be in there it depends whether you go for a, a 4-3-3 kind of thing I actually think McManus and Fordyce would be a better central pairing uh, I'd love to find McCabe a place in there. And I, I think McCabe over Doherty. Um, I've not really come up with a, a definitive list, uh, but I think Wally McLaren has to be there. I'd be tempted to have um, Gow, Coyle and McLaren somewhere with Easton behind them. And then after that, I don't really care. Um, I think uh, Sean's right about the right back. Um, that again would be another kind of weak area. I'm not sure that our Watson would make that team. Uh, I suspect that maybe Stephen Doherty would play right back, but who knows? And goals, McGowan was smaller, probably a better goalkeeper than Curry. Interesting. So I think the keeper might go for Max Curry at the same central defenders as you, Colin. I think uh, I'd have four dice, and I always, I always quite like Talon McManus. Uh, left back, I think it's really. I think I'll probably go for lovers, probably because of his longevity with Airdrie. But it's nice that Brody Parson and him have both had the same experience of coming in in January and being unbeaten till the end of the season. Um, so uh, well done to Brody, and, he, and he's obviously he, he's just he's green. He's, this is his first kind of proper season at this level, but he's looked comfortable. Um, but yeah, probably lovers in there, right back. I think Watson or McDonald. Uh, that that was a, a weakness before. Doctor is a good point. Uh, midfield, David Dunn was the, the star of that team for me, and he had a really good season the year that we we won the league. And I, then, I had David Dunn on my bench. Yeah, 
And then he never really looked good when we got promoted. But I think I have Frizzlin Easton in the middle. As you say, then, Colin, that you get in a dispute about what you do with formations. That season's Willie McLaren was unplayable at points. Like, uh, he's definitely yeah. on. Owen Coyle's definitely on. Uh, and probably Gow as well. So, I, I th- yeah, I think this team's midfield and some of the defensive options would have would have added to it. What a team that would have been if you could have yeah. if you could have combined them. Um, but but yeah, it's not no points. But it was two great seasons. So uh, hopefully nobody's too upset listening <laughs> listening back to as if they've been dropped. And that 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 all four season, I don't think we had any lone players, which shows you how Scottish football and the seaside leagues has definitely changed. Yeah. Um, what will happen when the Colts uh, become all the teams in the Lowland League? I don't know whether we'll get any lone players. Yeah, but then Celtic have got a Colts team and we've got Patterson, so they obviously see the limitations of uh, giving them games at that level as opposed to a couple of leagues up. Um, so, yeah, no, it is interesting. I mean, the Colts, we could do a podcast on the, the Colts teams, I'm, I, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... That season we won the league. You're seeing with less points and quite handsomely because of the collapse of Morton. Unfortunately, Cove this year just didn't give at all. And as you say, Colin, it's uh, it's interesting to compare them to us. They've bought a lot of guys who have not long stopped playing Premier League football uh, in this country uh, at Christmas time when um, both teams could do, could do with strengthening. Uh, Ian Murray was boxing smart in the loan market uh, and they were just going out and getting like Reynolds in. So uh, they're obviously... As a bit of money, and they're big signing this week's Richard Gordon. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens. I did next. see that quite a lot of their players have been on their journey. Yeah. When I looked at the Cove uh, thread and Pie and Bovril, it was quite interesting to see that although they have bought in, a lot of those players have come through with them, which yeah. is commendable. Yeah, I think they said that eight in the squad have, have been through the journey, but you add on top of that, Logan, Reynolds, 5A, McAllister, they, they, I mean, they've, they, they've not shopped in the same places that we have. So no. it's not, that seems a bit like sour grapes. They've been a great team. Uh, even in that 20 game unbeaten spell, I think Saturday's results mean that they had a better last 20 games than we did, which is which is quite mind-boggling. So, yeah, yeah well, well done. Any other season, if it had been any other season, we'd have won the league. Um, so it's just a shame that, that, that there was a team as good as Cove in the, in the league as well. Yeah. We then, so we, we end up in the playoffs, uh, second place team. I mean, what are your thoughts about playoffs? They've been in Scottish football in one form or another for a long time now. Uh, we think about the first one that we had against Hibs. Uh, do you think we should have playoffs, Colin? I'll throw to you first. Well, of course, I favour the 16-team leagues, but if we're, if we're not going to change the structure in that way, the playoffs have made it very, very interesting. Every team, I think over the last, what, 10 years, has had something to play for in each of these leagues. So uh, I think ours works quite well. I don't like the Premier Championship one where you, have to, you could play six games uh, before you you get through, I think that unfairly discriminates against the championships teams for a, a fairly duff team that end up ninth in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be with us for a while. Don't, I don't see it changing. Um, it's, it can be exciting because there's always something to look forward to at the end of the season. You're thinking, where are we going to end up? There's there's never a a team that is just 
coasting along towards the end of the season, which did happen in the 18-team league and the 19-team league of my days. What about you, Sean? You happy with it? Yeah, well, as an Airtree fan, I feel like I should know that um, <laughs> I don't like playoffs, but actually I do I do agree with what, with what Colin has said. Um, I think it's great that um, every team, or certainly most teams in, in our leagues, have, have got something to play for almost every week. Um, I think I think it was only really um, this weekend in our league there were all the games were a dead rubber. And then we saw in the championship they were they were still playing up until the last game with um, with several teams having something to play for. So so I think that's great. Like, that's what you want. You want games that you want games that have stakes and that mean something and that um, you know are going to get you excited and are going to get you wanting to to see your team and you know uh, your team have something to play for. Um, I, I understand the arguments, obviously, especially this season that, you know, you can have a team, I think we were, what, 12 or 13 points ahead of Montrose, something like that. So I do understand the argument that there is uh, there is an unfairness and, you know, and then potentially, or them or Queen's Park potentially going up and, and us not, or Dunfermline maybe staying up and, and us not going up. But I think overall they are, they are a good thing. And uh, yeah, I, I generally, I quite like the format of ours. I mean, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be against, you know, going with a different format or whatnot. But yeah, generally, I I, I like the way I like the way it is. It I like the way it is at the moment. I just hope we finally win one this season. Indeed, well, I'm obviously more cynical than than you guys. So I, I find it quite interesting. Some sports, it's all about the play. Well, American sports is all about the playoff format. So all year, really, in the first part of the the season, you just want to qualify uh, to get into the playoffs. And I know it's it's very complex. You've got different conferences throughout the country in something like American football. Not all teams play each other. Uh, and then you get into the playoffs. And what it guarantees is you get your Super Bowl, so you always have your big showpiece event. Um, but I think in, in football, or in Scottish football, that, that would have been the, the Scottish Cup final. Traditionally, you, yeah, you would always have that as well. Um, Super League's another one. and Sorry, Rugby League's Super League's the same. Um, and again, they get their big final at Old Trafford. So you're, you're guaranteed this showpiece event. In the English leagues, they've got playoffs, but they've got, like you say, Colin, big, much bigger leagues, and you would have a massive mid-table uh, where a lot of teams would have nothing to play for for quite a long time. Um, so it's, may they maybe see it as more of a necessity. And these little 10-team leagues that we've got, somebody doing a breaking as they did a few years ago, or if, if we, if Queen's Park win these playoffs, despite <laughs> there been so many points behind us. Uh, yeah, I think they're, they're 20, 21 points behind, 20, 21. <laughs> So is there, is there sporting integrity there? I, get, I mean, it's with us. There's no point moaning about it. Um, I, I think the, the kind of second bottom against second top probably has a bit more fairness about it. But even then, what do you want when you've got these different leagues? If it's difficult for teams to get promoted, uh, then it's just not good in terms of getting a share of the revenue from the league above. So like us yeah. last year, Morton survived it. Yeah, they, they destroyed us really in the, the games uh, down to our injuries. But that could have been massive for us if we if we did get up last year. It's a different team this year. It's a much better team this year. So ignoring whether playoffs are, are, are fair or not or whether they're exciting, uh, this year's playoffs starting on Tuesday with a tough game away at Montrose. Can, well, can any every fan ever feel positive about it? But Colin, are, are, do you have a level of confidence that we can maybe finally break the hoodoo this year? Uh, I think we can beat Montrose over two legs. I think the first leg is going to be very crucial. Um, I thought we 
we we almost beat them uh, up there the last time in the two each draw. I think we we should have beaten them. Um, so I don't expect us to lose uh, <laughs> there. My goodness, um, but I think over the two legs we'll beat them. And if we beat uh, if we get through the two legs, I think we'll win the final. I don't care who we play in the final. I suspect it will be Queen's Park. I've got this horrible feeling they're going to do, as you said, the breaking. Penalty kicks over two games and then we'll have to play them in that mud heap. Yeah. And then we'll be taking on quite a lot of our combined teams. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what about you, Sean? What, what do you think? Is this eight, eight, ninth time lucky, that famous phrase? Uh, can, can we do it? Yeah, well, I think I've said before, um, if not on the podcast, then elsewhere. If this team doesn't win the playoffs, then w- w- which team is, you know? So we can definitely do it, and w- we should feel confident going into it because, like we were saying, you know, we did fi- we did finish a, a fair distance ahead of Montrose and Queens Park, and we, we shouldn't have anyone to fear from Dunfermline either. But you know, the Montrose are a very good team, but they're they're a good team as well. They've got a good manager. They're well organised and. They're generally a team that I don't like. I don't like playing because um, yeah, they are a good side and they, they they've certainly had our number a few times over the last few seasons. But as Colin said, um, if, you know we should well we could have beat them. A, uh, we could have beat them a few weeks ago and coming from behind twice. I, I think we did. I think we did quite well. And obviously the last time we played them at home, we we beat them four um, one. There's no we, sh- we shouldn't feel confident and. I think, well, they've not gone off the boil, but I think they've maybe got eight points out the last however many games. So they've not had a, they've not had a great, they've not had a great end to the season. Who knows? I mean, like I said, they're a good team. They've got a very good manager who I'm, I'm very annoyed that no full-time team has, has, has managed to tempt them away, um, has managed to tempt them away yet. But I, I mean, I, I don't think Montrose, you know, I, I, I don't think Montrose would, would be wanting to, I don't think they would choose to play us if, you know, if, 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 if they could choose. So, so yeah, we should definitely go for it. Like I say, I'm I'm nervous about it, especially considering our playoff record. But I'm looking forward to it as well, and hopefully we can, hopefully we can go up there on Tuesday and and, and get a victory. Yeah. I want you to know if I need to bring my winter clothing with me, because that previous game was as cold as Peter Head in the middle of winter. It was, um, um, it got very chilly. I'd say yes, Colin. Having been to playoffs about this time of year up at Breakin and stuff it's, it's never <laughs> once the sun goes down you know all about it so yeah so that'll be living it up <laughs> the sun goes down living oh no that's an 80s song I think so maybe I shouldn't have said that edit that one out <laughs> Or I'll drop the song in. Uh, yeah, no, but I think I think you might be uh, you might want a couple of layers on on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, I mean they 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 are a good team. I think what strikes me is that we, I think we've improved massively as the the season's gone on. Uh, we actually had someone in at work who'd done sports science but was now doing like management stuff, and he said that the team that wins the first Formula One race of the year. If they made no changes to their car as the season went on, uh, by their last race they would be in last place because everything improved mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was that was supposed to be about you thinking about your career, but I was thinking about Airdrie uh, and just how we started the season with a friendly against Clyde, where we, we got beaten what three 0 I think, uh, in the North Lanarkshire Cup uh, with a whole load of trialists. We hadn't found the team quite yet, um, but within in just about end of season, beating them them five nil. Montrose beat us twice in the first half of the season. Then we beat them and got a draw in the second half. So I, 
all of our defeats uh, were in the first half of the season. Uh, I think the team's found its way. I think it's been strengthened by the the guys who come in in, in January as well. Um, but no, it does give me the hope that if the, if there's any justice, then uh, we should be able to do over over two games. The concern is there's always the risk of that kind of Adam Frizzle tackle against the Barton, which to me looked fairly innocuous. Yeah, I guess you can you can see you can see maybe it's a red card, but uh, something like that happens is a worry. I had a source uh, speaking to me who had spoken to Adam Frisell, who said the, the Martin player had said it was just a, we both went for the ball and he got there just slightly later, yeah. but there was nothing in it. Um, I thought the referee was so quick to get a card out. When you think of what red cards are dodged, yeah, you know, in some of these games, so I felt really sorry for Adam Frisell because... Uh, it wasn't an over the top. In fact, he's more likely to get that than than give it. Um, so I think the referee. I don't like criticising referees, uh, except at the game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but and also, I mean, we've supported Israel for a, a number of years. You know what you used to get away with. Uh, so the fact that that's now a red card, okay, yeah. probably just shows how the game's changed as well, uh, that, that you're even talking about it. So, that, that, yeah, the fear is something like that happens, but hopefully not. Uh, it's not a one-off match. There is the two legs. So if we are a better team than them, hopefully it'll tell. And then well, we're certainly see. a better team than we were at this uh, point last year. Yeah. And I mean, we've got we'll get at least one real quality player. Um, <laughs> if he turns it on, I suppose he'll have been boosted by being the player of the, the year. Uh, if if that uh, if I've got that right. Yeah, no, so that's pretty hot off the press. Uh, so we're recording on the Sunday night of the bank holiday and the tweets have just been coming through that uh, Dylan Easton, it was worthwhile him getting a sunbed on, on Friday <laughs> as Brian revealed to the whole crowd because he, he'll be getting his picture taken as the uh, the league player of the year, which is a great accolade. I mean, it does make me worry that how on earth are we going to keep this guy when everybody knows how good he is now? But, I mean, very well deserved, I think, uh, as a as enjoyable a player as I've seen for, for many a year. Yeah, it's a brilliant achievement and um, it's obviously voted by the players. So I think that's probably, that that's an award that's, that's truly merited by by people who, who know what they're talking about. So that just goes to show how good a player he is and how much of a how much of a threat he is as well. And yeah, like you say, Colin, I, yeah. I feel we might, we might lose him, but fingers crossed we go up and that, you know, that'll be enough for him to stay. I think if we'd heard what some of my passengers were saying on the way back down from Montrose, uh, the last time, <laughs> uh, well, he would not have enjoyed it. But, I'm sure uh, sometimes if his teammates were saying the very same stuff to him, Colin. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing him with the uh, Forfer, and they kind of stuck him away out on the wing, and he was under instructions basically never to to do anything else, you know. But you can see the talent that was there, um, and he's certainly shown it this season for us. I think without a doubt. I, mean, I suspect it must be the best season of, of his career because um, he has bounced as you say for for Elgin big uh, Duncan from the, the Terrace TV show was behind me at the Cove game oh, yeah. and I was talking to my halftime and he was saying his dad's an Elgin fan and they used to say oh he's, he's got so much ability but it wasn't paired with what rate. And I was talking about half time. We've seen the first half, he'd put in like three really good tackles in the midfield. Yeah. They're saying that Ian Murray's obviously got him screwing the nut down. Um, and I think, yeah, I think Easton said that himself. I think he said that, you know, maybe he didn't work hard enough or, or take 
football and the talents that he has is maybe as seriously as he should have. So obviously, as this season, I mean, as you say, I think this must be the best the, the best season of his career so far. I mean, the idea of him playing for Kelty Hearts in the Lowland League is is, is ludicrous. I mean, you can't quite you can't quite picture him that it seems like it's just bizarre. But um, but yeah, no, he's, he's done really well, and and hopefully as well that might you know tempt him to stay as well because hopefully you know you you know you'll appreciate that that Ian Murray and, and Airdrie's got the best out of him. So hopefully that combined with a promotion, like I say, we'll we'll see him stay. Yeah. And what about our awards? Did you were you happy with the outcome there? Yeah, I got to, the only thing I didn't get right was the goal of the season. Um I'd gone for Watson's volley, which I thought was just technically a brilliant goal. I, I, I agree that McCabe's free kick was much more emotional <laughs> and much more valuable in that sense, but uh, we did nothing in the League Cup. So the Watson goal is partly that huge run-in that we had. So um, I, I had been tempted to go for Adam Frizzell, or Frizzle, uh, for Player of the Year because he is what rate, but I, I went for Dylan. Uh, in the end, so uh, I was quite pleased. I think the awards were thoroughly deserved. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Had you picked the winners? Um, well, I was. Um, I, well, I, I was the opposite. I, I voted McCabe for um, the goal of the season, and that was, that was the only one I managed to get. And, um, I voted McCabe Player of the Year as well. I mean, I knew, I knew Dylan Easton would. would uh, well, I thought he would win it anyway, and it's it's very well deserved. Um, I don't think you can argue with. I don't think you can argue with with any of the with the award winners, to be honest. And I voted Scott McGill Young Player of the Year just because I I generally vote for you know somebody who's you know this is their debut season or their their breakthrough or or whatever. So for that reason, I, I voted for McGill rather than say Callum Smith, who's who is obviously young but has been around the block for a while. But but you can't argue that that Callum Smith doesn't doesn't deserve it because because he very much does. He's had a great season. I find it difficult to vote for the lone players. I remember did we vote for Ryan McCord one year when he was in loan um, from Dundee United, I think. Yep. And then, of course, he vanished the next season to come back and haunt us. Um, so I tend to go for guys that are signed. But I, I agree with Sean that uh, <laughs> Scott McGill has filled in in so many places. I thought he was really good on Saturday. Uh, you know, carrying a team that basically was a reserve side. Yeah, I thought it was really pleasing to see. Uh, he, he was just—he looked like an elder statesman in the team, and probably the same for for Josh Kerr as well. Uh, they just stood out as as just looking kind of a, a cut above uh, a lot of what was on the pitch and taking responsibility. And when you think uh, he's only been with us, how young he is, uh, it's been great for him being at Airdrie. Uh, again, hopefully a promotion persuades Hearts that uh, he can have some further time with, with us if he's not going to break into their, their first team because I think it's had a massively positive impact on him. Uh, same with Brody Parson as well. It's hard with these guys when you see them doing so well and you're invested, but you, you know that you might lose them. And especially if McCord went to Alwa, so that was really difficult to to take. Um, but uh, the, the, they've they've been excellent loanies. Uh, loanies can be excellent or can be awful at points. But I think this year's crop have been have been really good and added to the squad. I'm not sure about one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, which, one, which one? The one, one whose name to, I yeah. keep mispronouncing. Uh, the the Afalabi. 
I'm not, not good. <laughs> I had a friend sitting beside me who said, after three seconds, what is he doing on the park? Um, lovely touches, great left foot, but the work rate of a... Well, I think I could work harder at my age. Um, so, and I, what's it, an enigma wrapped in a something... Yeah. A riddle, yes. The modern studies guy will know that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. difficult with what I, I, I'm saying they've all been good. Even Afalabi scored the winner at Peterhead. Uh, he's he struggled to get a game because, um, again, second half of the season with this team improving, Smith and Gallagher have really been banging the goals in, so there's not yeah. really been a, a place for them uh, when they've been fit. I agree, but you know that Berbatov was a classic example of not all football players are 100 miles an hour all effort. You uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. get more yeah. more languid ones, but but it, I guess it's the end product that you want to see. Uh, and he has kind of, for the size of him, he's gone down quite easily in the box a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I thought when he came on against Cove, he, he got quite a lot of criticism in, in that day uh, where he just didn't throw himself out. Uh, about enough, so yeah, it'll be interesting to to, to see. I, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to stay on at Celtic, uh, and he's not stood out at this level. Um, but you sometimes get a club doesn't fit someone. So Alan Cook, who came on against us on on Saturday, uh, I thought he looked hopeless when he was with us, and yet every time he's come back, uh, he's quite often been a thorn in the side. And Troughton was probably in the same team as him, and. Uh, has had a great career, but I wasn't really that sad to see him go. So mm-hmm. maybe in fairness to to the big man, he'll, he'll go on to do well. But yeah, I would agree with you, Colin. He's not uh, he's not been a standout. And he did score a good goal against Clyde. Uh, a, a screamer. Um, that, was a, that was a good one. But I don't think he's done. But enough. not enough. Not no. enough. I don't think it'll be any yeah, Murray's I, thoughts. I would agree. I would agree as well. Yeah, I've not not been particularly impressed. He's like, yeah, the the two goals he scored have been have, have been nice finishes and. Yeah, you know, nice, nice touch and hold up play here and there, but it's not enough really to, yeah, um, to to say he's done, to say he's done well. I suggest that he's gonna, you know, gonna go on and have a have a career at a decent level. You never know, but yeah, certainly not based on the evidence we've seen so far. But it was Jack McKay who scored the goal that got us into the playoff final last time. So maybe the big man's going to, pop, hopefully he does, pop up and score a winner in the final and make us all, all, all eat our words. But it'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to see how his career develops. I mean, uh, football fans are all hypocrites. <laughs> uh, as soon as he does something like that, I'll, I'll say, what a guy he is. <laughs> always liked him. <laughs> always liked him. Might, might do a Derek Holmes, you know, score about, you know, Four of his five goals or whatever in the in the playoffs, you know, I'll, I'll take that. You know, that he, he was excellent against the yeah the same thing against the. I, I thought Big Homer was was useless, and then uh, the, it was midweek at home. He was brilliant. He just absolutely bullied them. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, right. We've got four minutes left on this recording before it disappears. Anything you want to say in closing contributions? Anything? burning in your mind that you want to share with Airdrie Faithful? Well, I, I really have enjoyed the season. Right at the beginning, I thought we would be toiling to get fourth place. Um, it's been thoroughly enjoyable. It's been great back at the football again. The fact that you, you're you not surrounded by hundreds of masks or so few people that uh, you're practically sitting on your own. Um, the style of football has been great. Even Ian Murray 
deserves credit. I mean, there were people right at the beginning of the season who were saying, this is nonsense, this has got to stop. Uh, if you had read the Facebook pages, uh, you would have been shocked at how critical people were right at the start. I mean, I was a wee bit critical, but I'm, I'm willing to admit that I think he got a team together that has done us proud. Sean? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's been a it's been a fantastic season. It's been really nice, you know, um, going to the football and expecting to win games and knowing at the very least you're gonna you're gonna be entertained with some with with, with some great passing football and, and some nice goals. And it's been weird having that as an expectation, but we have and they, they've delivered it. Um, they've delivered it week after week. Um, so it's been a, it's been a great season and. Um, you you, you you really feel that the you know the, that the squad have a have a togetherness and a and a strong mentality about them as well. They are you, you can see they're really behind the the the, the promotion efforts and the, there's a want there to 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 get promoted. Um, so yeah yeah as Colin says, our full credit to Ian Murray. He's, he's he's really done a great job this season. He's He's finally got a team that's you know that's fully his that he's built and he's got them playing a great style of football. So full credit to him and Agnew and uh, and Prunty as well and the, the rest of the the rest of the backroom staff. So yeah, fingers crossed we we um fingers crossed we do it on Tuesday. Fingers, and, toes, anything uh, else. Um, exactly. Um, I think there's a I think there's a couple of buses um going up, which is great. So hopefully there'll be a good support there and then hopefully as well. It'll be the same again on Tuesday. Hopefully, yeah. we we'll have a we'll, we'll have something of a lead anyway going into it, yeah. and then. Uh, then fortunately, for, uh, fortunately, I'm going to a game with John O'Brien, but <laughs> he's been told not to bring his Ibuvizela or whatever. So, uh, the pensioners are heading up <laughs> in good spirits. Excellent. No, I, I agree with you both and Colin. I thought it was quite telling. There was a, a chorus of "There's only one Ian Murray" uh, on Saturday, which I'd, I'd never heard before. So he's really mm-hmm. turned the fan base's opinion off him round, and hopefully that just gets louder and louder. Um, so yeah, enjoy safe journey on Tuesday. Uh, enjoy the game, and we'll, we'll are catch you up streaming soon. it? Are you streaming? I'm streaming it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll get yeah, get up with the kids. Um, so uh, fingers crossed, it's uh, it's an enjoyable one and worth the, the money. Am I correct in saying your uh, father thought we would lose? He's not said that to me, so uh, yeah, hopefully not. Did I see a? Oh, I think I saw a Facebook. But edit this out, please. Uh, a Facebook thing in which it says we might not get past controls. I may be wrong. Uh, and under under promise over <laughs> deliver. That's the Telford motto. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. That's been excellent. Thanks, excellent. Guys. Yes. Good to see Sean again. Yeah. Likewise, Colin. Cheers. Living it up, living it up, hey, you can do it, living it up, living it up.